The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution. Well, you guys might as well be a pile of leaves because you're about to get blown away. Outdoor radio at its finest. It's true. <laughs> The number one outdoor radio show for over 16 years. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? The revolution never stops. This whole thing's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, the revolution with Jim and Trav is back on the air. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. It's so stupid and awesome. We're going streaking! Sorry. Sorry, we're going we're going streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on everybody! Well, I guess if we're going streaking, we're uh, we're a bit overdressed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that does sound fun though. You know, doing some streaking through the woods. Oh right. yeah. Right, anyways, we are talking early. We can check season. each other for ticks. Like the Brad Paisley song. I like to check you for ticks. Oh. I do not want to check you, Jimbo, for ticks. <laughs> just so you know. Right, so we are talking early season elk on this week's show. That's right, guys. We're actually gonna do a double header with old Sasquatch man himself. That is Laramie Miller. He is the host of Last of a Breed on Sportsman Channel. All new show on uh, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Plus, we're going to do a doubleheader with who else? Hey, Tim Lesser. He's the vice president of product development for Leupold. Yeah, he's going to run us through rifle scopes, binoculars, range finders, uh, thermal imaging stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, then we're going to be joined by Kevin Coleman. He's the head grill master at Weber. He's going to tell us, uh, once we get an elk down, how we can put it on a grill. The whole yeah, animal. Yeah, the whole thing. At one time. <laughs> Leave the hair on, actually. Yes. Uh, he's with Weber. He's going to be joining us. Then finally, Steve Chapel. He's the host of El Camp. Uh, that's an all-new show as well. They do call him Chappie. On Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Man, we're going to cover everything from spot and stock elk hunting to which states to pursue them in, calling tips and techniques. That's right. Plus, Mrs. Bunny, you're going to have some tips too, right? Absolutely, guys. Now, right now, though, you have some season dates. Is that correct? That's right. We have our early elk openers coming up. Colorado Archery Elk beginning August 25th. And I know for a fact there are some over-the-counter tags that are available for people who are wanting to do a more impromptu hunt, even if you haven't been planning that much recently. Um, Montana Archery Elk begins September 1st. Oregon Archery Elk begins August 25th. And Utah opens as early as August 19th, depending on the unit and uh, if you're using uh, archery equipment. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought Utah was the earliest state to open. I think it might be. And in, in what I've seen, that it is. I could be wrong. I love me some Utahians. I think that's what they're called. Uh, but if you're looking for a lot of over-the-counter opportunities... Uh, and like Mrs. Bunny said, that last minute kind of spur of the moment hunt, Colorado is definitely the state. Yeah. That's the destination uh, state. You want to go to. So, Mrs. Bunny, is that it? That's it, guys. Good. Go make me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's get to Laramie Miller. To Laramie Miller. 
Mr. Sasquatch. Here we go. Early season elk this week. Now kicking off a two-parter with Mr. Laramie Miller, host of Last of a Breed on Sportsman Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Take it away, fellas. True story, Bunny. Uh, Funny, though, do you know why they called Laramie Sasquatch? I don't know. Uh -uh. Because he was so big when he was a kid, he was knee-high to a Sasquatch. (laughs) (laughs) That was was said. (laughs) All right, so anyways, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm sticking to it. Uh, We're just now being joined by Laramie Miller. You might know him as Sasquatch from Last of a Breed. All-new show, love the show. Uh, Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Now, dude, welcome back to the show, but before we get to... uh, uh, elk hunting kind of breakdown what is the baseline the premise of uh, your new show last of a breed well the thing is i i kind of branched off on my own and i wanted to do a lot of uh you know still do the traditional aspect and but i wanted it to be all me and the way that my life is on a day-to-day basis yeah you know, so viewers can get to see me a little bit you know i love sasquatch and love doing that but you know it had uh i don't want to say hollywood but they're you know, there are people involved in that that had no clue how I lived. Yeah. And it, it doesn't need to be sugar-coated at all. The way that I live is, I mean, that's what I do. Yeah. Now, now the thing is, in this new show, uh, much like uh, your old show, Sasquatch. Uh, you, you can't you, ever say that right. I never can. It's Sasquatch. It's the big hairy guy. The big hairy guy. <laughs> you seen his yeah. beard? Uh, anyhow, uh, you use a traditional bow. You use a black powder percussion rifle. And uh, what caliber is that? That one's a 54. I actually, on this new show, I'm using a little bit of everything. It's not strictly all like old school traditional weapons. I'm, I still, I'm an open sight guy. You know, I lo- love single shots. I love stuff like that. I do have Thompson Center on board. So I'm using a little bit of mainly their, their encore pistol stuff, which is kind of cool for me. It's not much different than shooting a muzzleloader. I love the challenge. I love, you know, figuring out new ways to, you know, try to make myself better in the woods and, That's pretty much what this show's about. All right, so Mr. Laramie Miller, you might know him as Sasquatch. We know him as Friend. Uh, He's the host of Last of a Breed on Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. All right, so let's talk about elk for a second, man. Um, What is your take on early season? Because obviously, you know, right now, as we approach late August, uh, the beginning of September, a lot of seasons are going to be opening up, you know, like in Colorado and so on. Um, mm-hmm. they're not herded up yet. You know, they're high on the dark side of the mountain. You don't have as many eyes on you, as many noses to contend with. Do you find early season elk a bit more advantageous? You know, everyone's, you know, crazy about the rut. Um, what is your well, thoughts? That's on- the thing. Everybody, yeah, everybody, you know, everybody wants to hear elk bugle. Yeah. But honestly, you know, I've been guiding elk and elk hunting is my, I mean, if I had one thing to do, it'd be elk hunting. Really? And the thing about early season is early season elk hunting, you actually have a better opportunity at killing a big, you know, mature herd bull just because they're not herded up yet. They're not getting saved by those cows. You know, the bulls are ready from about the middle of August. As soon as they start rubbing their horns, they're ready. They're just waiting for the cows, you know, kind of like us waiting for the old lady to go to dinner or something. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're sitting there ready waiting, and that's the way them bulls are. So, you know, the one mistake a lot of people make is, you know, they'll go in and they'll call too much in their early season. Well, bulls, you know, know what's going on, but what they're doing is they're they're getting their pecking order in line. So they're fighting, and they're bugling, and they know who's the boss before the rut ever kicks in. And so... You know, for me, I take advantage of that. Uh, you know, I've killed a lot of my biggest bulls 
in, in that two weeks of the early season before the bugling even hardly starts. I mean, you'll still get bulls to bugle and you'll hear them bugle, but they're not going to be as vocal. Um, so a lot more stalking, you know, a lot of quiet. You know, if you can get in close on them bulls and then throw a couple like challenge bugles, that big herd bull is going to come running over there and like, hey, you know, this is my stomping grounds. You try to do that while the rut's in full go, he might come running over there, but there's going to be three other satellite bulls. There's going to be, you know, cows in the middle, and it just makes it, you know, a cluster. And so my favorite time to hunt elk with a bow is early season. Yeah. Now, now you know, the guys back east are listening to this, and, of course, uh, they're at about uh, – 3,000 feet, you're going to be hunting at 10, 12,000 feet possibly. Are they always up higher this time of the year? You know, we talk about them being in parks and so forth, and water is a big thing. Uh, are you camping out at the water holes? That's that's a great place to be early in the season is at water holes because in bulls, what they'll do, they're like a bloodhound. They'll come in, and cows use wallows the same as bulls do. Mm. And so they'll come in, and if they can smell, if they find a cow that's in heat, they'll check them water holes almost daily. And so, you know, hunting water holes is a great thing. And you don't necessarily have to be all the way up, you know, high, high up in the mountain. You know, what it is, them elk, that early season, they love north-facing canyons with easterly and westerly sloping hills because they're dark. And they usually have food. They usually have water. They have everything a big bull needs. And so that's where they're going to start camping out that time of year. They, they're going to just focus on them north-facing canyons. And then obviously until they get weather, they start really rutting. They'll stay there. And so that's what you want to do. You know, a lot of guys, they call me and they ask me, you know, how do I go if I'm hunting a new area and I can't get out to scout, what do I do? Well, I say go on to Google Earth, look at the area you want to hunt and find your north-facing canyons. There's going to be elk in those canyons. Yeah, hey, we got to take a break. Uh, we're coming up on a hard break. Can you stick around? Because we got a lot more things we want to talk about on early season elk hunting. Sounds great. All right, we'll be back right after this. That's right with Larry Miller. He is the host of Last of a Breed on Sportsman Channel Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You have to watch it. Real quick, though, Mr. Laramie, Mr. Sasquatch, before we get to a break. I call him Yeti. Where can we find you online, buddy? So, LaramieMiller.com, and then, of course, on uh, Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel website. You Google Laramie Sasquatch Miller, you'll find me. Lots of stuff. Also, get a free trial right now with the My Outdoor TV app. Uh, you can catch them there as well. This has been presented, though, by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Again, download right now a free trial of the My Outdoor TV app. You're absolutely going to love it. Coming up next, part two with Larry Miller. Don't go anywhere. I see Sasquatch. Sasquatch likes to tan with cow brains. What's that? Sasquatch likes to tan with cow brains. There's not enough brain in a beaver to tan the hide of a deer, but like what I use, I usually go get uh, cow brains. You can never apply too much brain. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Outdoor Radio 24-7. Connect with the boys on social media and at the always exciting JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The Revolution will be right back. Matt and Taylor Drury are taking reality hunting television to the next level. From what I've ever seen, this is going to step it up. Critical Mass, an all-new extreme archery competition where 12 everyday hunters face off in a battle royale for one shot at becoming the first-ever champ. One thing's for certain, everybody has their own strategies. I just have to do the best I can. Find out who has what it takes to reach. Critical Critical Mass. 
Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. Celebrating 25 years in business, High Mountain Seasonings has released its 25th Jerky Kit for 25 years. Try our new Spicy Lime Kit today. It is sure to be a hit. See our complete line of products at HIMTNJerky.com. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their mini stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is back on the air. Don't forget to make your voice heard online at JimandTrav.com. We're talking early season elk this week. Now, let's rejoin the boys and Laramie Miller, host of Last of a Breed on Sportsman Channel. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaOutdoors.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking elk hunting, and before the break, we had old Laramie Miller yeah, on, man. and boy, he has some great ideas on how to hunt elk early season. <laughs> that is a Sasquatch call, if you didn't oh. know it. Channel and Bigfoot. Yeah, so just now he joined us as part two with Mr. Laramie Miller. Sasquatch, a lot of people know him as. But he's got a new program. Uh, yeah, Last of a Breed. Great show. All new season. You have to watch it first season, actually, on Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You know, we were talking all things, uh, like Jimbo said, Mr. Laramie, before the break, elk hunting, uh, talking about the importance of targeting water sources. But, you know, here in the Midwest, I mean, a, a big old whitetail, they'll go a day, possibly two days uh, without, without drinking water. I mean, because water is sparse here. But elk, I've heard and kind of witnessed myself, they need water on a regular basis, like every single day. Is that true, or is that a myth? No, they definitely do. And you know, the one thing is just like the human. When you're up at that elevation, you have to have more water. Yeah. You know, science based there. But elk, and like I was talking about earlier, it's not necessarily that they have to drink every day. But in that early season, then bulls, they are going to be checking them wallows daily because they go in there, and a lot of times, you know, they'll go in there and they'll roll around because it's still kind of warm and you still got lots of bugs. And so they'll roll around in them wallows, get mud all over them, and that acts as bug repellent for them. You know, and so there's a, there's many reasons that they melt focus on water sources. Okay. Now, this time of year, now we're talking middle to late July, are you out scouting or do you leave that until the season opens? Now, we know a guy that lives around uh, Lander, Wyoming, and this guy sometimes goes out at like 2 o'clock in the morning and he gets up high early because of the thermos, and then uh, he'll come back in just about daybreak to get his hunters. Is that something you do? No. <laughs> I, do, I, do scout, I do scout year-round. So, you know, if, if you learn to understand elk, you know, they move. They're going to have places where they're going to be in that early archery season. And then once they start rutting, they have places they like to rut. And then, you know, you have the post rut where you got bulls kind of cruising everywhere. And then you got the late season where them bulls are just trying to get as much food source as they can. So there's, you know, three or four different spots on the mountain where you want to focus just depending on the time of the year. And on that early season, like I was talking about, them north-facing canyons. I mean, if you find a good north-facing canyon with good cover, water, and food, you're going to find out. Yeah. Now, do you do uh, much, you know, setting up, say, on uh, uh, saddles and so forth uh, to catch them going from one drainage do. to another? Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. Because, you know, elk, they'll take the path of least resistance. They're just like a human. People don't realize that. They live in a lot rougher country, but they'll take the path of least resistance. So you find them saddles and you find them, you know, swells on the hill where 
it's easier for them to cross through instead of having to go up over the top. And, you know, I'll set up in those, you know, those saddles and maybe fall just a little bit or just set up and watch because a lot of times you'll have, you know, bulls or a group of cows or whatever come sneaking through them saddles, you know, going from one canyon to another. Uh, the thing about elk that's different than whitetail is, you know, whitetail will travel quarter mile, half a mile to their food source. Elk sometimes will travel four or five miles between where they feed and where they bed. Oh, yeah. You know, and so, you know, it's just a lot bigger scope of things. So, you know, just because you're seeing elk in one canyon doesn't mean they're staying there very, you know, all day. Yeah. You know, and so you want to make sure you do your homework and, like I was saying before, look on Google Earth, find your good, dark, north-facing canyons so that you're not walking around aimlessly trying to find elk. Yeah, like those uh, silly Sasquatch hunters. Yeah. God, <laughs> we could just find you on Sportsman Channel. <laughs> Holy crap. Exactly. <laughs> Last of a breed Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Watch it. Um, all right, so, you know, early season elk, man, like you said, I mean, they get in these these wallows and they're kind of coat themselves on mud for that that natural insect repellent. Let's say we do get a nice bull down or we get a cow down, whatever, man. Um, we have to, you know, be smart. We have to have everything, uh, in line prepared because there are bugs out there. The temperature is warm. Meat can spoil quickly. Lots of flies. Um, how do you go about preserving your down game? So the first thing, the biggest thing that you need to do is when you get an animal on the ground, is get that hide off as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize it. That makes the meat taste 10 times better as well. The longer you leave that hide on, the slower your enzymes break down in that meat. And so it's going to be tougher. It'll have more gaminess to it. So the faster you can get that hide off, that's going to help. But then, you know, the thing that kind of blows me away is you got these guys that'll go hike 14, 15 miles back in and set up camp Mm -hmm. in the early archery season. And that's fine. You know, I'm I'm all for being ambitious, but you got to be smart about it. You (laughs) kill an elk back there. How the heck are you going to get it out before it spoils? Without horses. Exactly. Back there doing everything on your back. I mean, it's almost, unless it's getting down to 25 every night, you're not going to. Half that meat's going to spoil. That's why I always wear my Under Armour underwear and have Cameron Haynes go with me. (laughs) He's just going to throw it on his back and run out, man. (laughs) (laughs) You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Larry May Miller. He's the host of Last of a Breed, airing on Sportsman Channel Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. That's right. Now, this week, man, this Saturday, do you know what episode's coming up? Let's see. This Saturday is actually a bear hunt. All right. So make sure you watch it. Last of a Breed, Sportsman Channel, this Saturday. Mr. Larry May, he's going to be. Tagging a nice old bear. Uh, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern time on Sportsman Channel. I do have to get to break. Totally sucks, man. Love having you on the show. But where can we learn more about you, your sponsors, Last of a Breed, all that good stuff online, man? Well, obviously, you got your social media, your Instagram, your Facebook. Laramie Sasquatch Miller, go check it out. And then also LaramieMiller.com. You bet. Hey, coming up next is Tim Lesser, Vice President of Product Development at Lupo. That's right, and this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out at YamahaOutdoors.com. Again, Tim Lesser, he is on deck. Mr. Laramie, man, you're so awesome. God bless you, and we love your new show, Last of a Breed. Great talking with you guys, and thanks again. Tim Lesser, Leupold's Vice President of Product Development. Once you have a rangefinder, you can kind of calibrate your eye, right? So you can use it to figure out about how far things are away. But, you know, I did this uh, a lot. I guided some hunters and did that for, you know, a little over a decade. 
as soon as the light changes, as soon as it starts getting towards evening or you know first thing in the morning when it's low light, all of that, all of that kind of goes out the window. When I thought I had it nailed, I'd still be off by 200 yards. Here's Mrs. Bunny with an elk hunting tip brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Your adventure starts here. Trophy dreams versus reality. Every hunter at some point or another has envisioned themselves taking a monster bull elk. With lofty goals, many hunters will pass on a lesser elk thinking they can always fill their tag later in the hunt if they don't find the trophy maker. However, this game comes at the cost of going home empty-handed. So, be realistic and eager to shoot an elk that you would take on the last day as soon as you get the shot opportunity. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Just a cool show about the outdoors. The Revolution. Two dudes who love each other. Travi, they love each other. Travi to Jim B. Jim B. They love each other. Um, okay. Well, the boys will continue right after these important messages. Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This is how we do it. It's real people, real adrenaline. The new app that lets you stream from the world's largest library of exclusive outdoor content. Y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. You can even download. It's adventure to go. That's what I'm talking about. Powered by the leaders. Built on the experience of legends. Start your free trial today. Download the My Outdoor TV app right now. You know, Trav, there's nothing worse than a junk show in the bed of your truck, which is why we're so fired up about Deck. That's right, man. Keep the junk in your trunk, not in your truck. All right, so Deck Truck Bed Storage Systems, man, they give you two full bed link drawers for storing and organizing your tools, your guns, gear, ammo, camo, you name it, Jimbo, Deck can store it. And Deck has a 2,000-pound load rating and can hold up to 200 pounds of tools, gear, and other stuff per drawer. You know, Deck is also weatherproof and secure. Now, you said it, Jimbo. And with Deck, you get storage and organization and you can still use your truck bed like well a truck deck it's 100 made in the usa so check them out at deck.com that's d-e-c-k-e-d.com welcome back to the revolution with jim and trav it's early season elk this week now a very special two-part interview with jim Blesser from Tim Lesser, Vice President of Product Development at Loopold, brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of The Revolution with Jim and Trav. View their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking all kind on this week's show. And before the break, we had a two-parter with old Laramie Miller, and he has a program called Last of the Breed. That's right. We're whacking some whoppity yeah. on this week's show. Uh, just now, but y'all, you do have to watch the Last of a Breed uh, first season right now airing on a Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Wonderful show. Uh, if you don't get Sportsman Channel, though, download right now a free trial. My Outdoor TV. That's right, the My Outdoor TV app. All right, so right now we're being joined by Mr. Tim Lester, and he's the Vice President of Product Development there at Lupo. That's right. And, you know, we are talking about, you know, hunting the, the American West, man, chasing elk. It's a bucket list hunt for so many guys and gals out there. We're heading out I-70, heading to Colorado, and, boy, there's a lot of land out there. Literally, there's hundreds of thousands of acres we're going to glass, we're going to canvas, trying to find that bull or, or cow, spike, whatever, of our dreams. Uh, so let's talk binos, man. Uh, there at Loophole, you guys have fabulous products. What would you recommend, though, for this application covering a long distance and a lot of ground? What binocular would you recommend and what power? Sure. Yeah, I, uh, you know, the Pro Guide is probably our most popular and it's the best bang for the buck. 
and and that's available in 10 powers, 12 powers, um, and, and that's kind of where I would would stay um, for Western glassing. You know, 10 power to me was was helpful because I could still uh, hold it steady enough, if you will, to see bullet trace when someone would shoot. Uh, so it was real versatile. But in Western hunting, when you're really trying to pick down. Uh, you know, in the canyons or, or across other ridges, sometimes it can be helpful to have a 12. And so I, I look at our, our pro guide line or we're, we're launching a new Santiam line that's one step above that. And they're, they're both HD quality glass. And, uh, that way you can sit there and do the hours of glassing that it takes, um, to find some of these things. Yeah. Most people don't realize that, uh, glassing is a big part of the hunting aspect and of course that preseason stuff because you don't know exactly where the animals are i mean you could find a band of three or four bulls here and a bunch of cows over there with calves but uh to try to get up close to them you can't always do that because it's really kind of spooky this time of the year and so having a longer uh glass if you will we're talking 10 or 12 power it got to be able to pull them in of course you can then judge the animals that you're looking at yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I think all of us probably started by doing a lot of the scouting with our boots. And then as we age and, and get a little more mature, that's what I'll say is, is mature, <laughs> not, not tired. Then we start letting our, our glasses do the walking for us, right? And that's where it gets handy. Yeah, we start getting a little smarter and uh, lethargic, maybe. All right. So Tim Lesser, <laughs> Vice President of Product Development there at Loophole. You know, one thing, and not that we really do need to touch on it, because I think everybody knows about you guys' warranty. That is one thing. When you're out elk hunting and you're really out there in the backcountry, man, as you know, it's precarious. And if you're clumsy like Jimbo and I, uh, you're constantly breaking things. You're dropping stuff. I don't care what you do loophole that you will fix these products, correct? We will. Yeah. So there's there's a lifetime warranty, full lifetime warranty. But one of the things that we pride ourselves in is is making sure you don't need it. So, yeah. so we would rather have it survive the fall or the drop or the whatever, um, because the warranty is only as good as your ability to get it serviced, right? And so we've yeah. got to guarantee that those suckers are going to perform for you. Because when you're up there on top of that hill, it's really tough to get the FedEx driver to come up and bring it. <laughs> but let, let's say your dear old dad, he he doesn't survive the fall, but the glass does. The glass does. <laughs> and when you pass that on to Put his, him on the mantle. his son that is just in, in dire need for his father. But no, does that warranty pass kind of from generation to generation with the owner? It does. Yeah, it's, it does the, really. it's the lifetime of the product. And when I say that, I mean, uh, if you can find it, it's covered. And so really? you could have bought it used. It could have been handed down. could be your great-grandfather's scope or bino. Uh, we we cover that. And, and we get a lot of nostalgic things back, people that will send in a scope that's 35, 40 years old. And, and uh, we think, do you guys want us to upgrade this? It's taken a real bad fall off a horse and, you know, whatever it is. And most of the time, they want that exact one back. So we go oh. ahead and service it and, and get it right back. Yeah, no, no. Here's here's something that I've heard from a lot of different manufacturers. Our binos are waterproof. Okay. Aren't all binos waterproof? Well, you'd be surprised that there there are some out there still that are not. But, yeah, most of them should be. Uh, the difference is how waterproof, right? And so one of the things that you don't think about, and since we're talking elk hunting, it's it's a good thing to bring up, is, uh, you know, we test to a real deep level. So you can submerge these and hold them submerged for hours and, and no water will get in. Wow. One of the reasons we do that is not because the rain or you're going to, you know, drop them out of a boat and come back three weeks later and get them. But the travel, you get a lot of pressure changes in the lower cargo hold on airplanes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we want to make sure that they're going to survive that so that you don't, 
land wherever you're going. It's your dream hunt. You've finally come out west, and then two days into the hunt, you get a pressure change as the fog rolls in, and bump, your binos fogged because they popped a seal on the plane on the way over, and you didn't know it. Oh, that would suck. Or when you're peeing and you accidentally <laughs> drop them. You know? <laughs> You don't want to do that either. All right, so Mr. Tim Lesser, he's like, it does happen, guys. Yeah. Uh, Vice yes. President of Product Development there at Loophole. All right, so let's talk about scopes, and we, we really want to kind of dive into this. But first off, um, once again, Western-style hunting, you know, we're chasing like Rocky Mountain Elk, man. What is a great scope? And we're going to be shooting anywhere from, let's say, two to 500 yards what scope would you recommend? Well, you know, honestly, for the money, it's really hard to beat the VX5 HD. Um, and what those are, that's a, a 5 to 1 zoom ratio. So okay. you'll get uh, my, the one I would recommend, the one I purposely uh, carry myself, is the 3 to 15. That is, it's a great power range for if you need to, to wade into a thicket, an aspen thicket or something like that, into a bedding area, 3 power is low enough. Um, but 15 gets you up high enough to really stretch out there and and those come with a, a dial, a CDS dial that, that that stands for custom dial system. Yeah. Really what that means is when we find out what you're shooting, we send you a dial that matches your exact ballistics for that ammo out of your gun at the, the elevation, temperature, et cetera, that you're going to be hunting at. So now if you get that, that big bull that you want, he's out there at, say, 350 yards or 450 yards, you, you turn the dial to the 3.5 or the 4 or the 4.5, for the, the distance in, in yards and hold exactly where you want to hit. And so really? the, it's, it's a really versatile scope. And then that addition there is, is really helpful. They lock, you know, the adjustments lock, so you can't accidentally bump them uh, until you want to turn them. So that's where I would go personally. That is go. insane. Holy crap. You guys stay up all night to figure this out, don't <laughs> yeah. you? That is part of what we do. <laughs> there's, 700, there's 700 folks here trying to figure out ways to make it easier for everybody else every day. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? I got more questions for you, big guy. Absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah. Hey, we're talking with Tim Lesser, Vice President of Product Development at Leupold. That's right. He is the sensei of all things glass uh, there at Leupold. Well, this has been brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the Red Evolution with Jim and Trav. Hop online, check out their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. Uh, now, Mr. Tim, right before we get to a break, you are coming back. Where can we find you online, man, and all the products we're talking about? Loophole.com. L-E-U-P-O-L-D. You bet. Hey, we'll be back right after this with Tim Lesser. Here's Mrs. Bunny with a tip on Missouri elk hunting. Brought to you by Sticky Holsters. See how to redefine concealment at stickyholsters.com. Missouri elk hunting. The Missouri Department of Conservation recently announced that there may be a limited elk hunt in the future for residents. There are about 170 elk living on a conservation area, and if that number increases to 200, the herd has a growth rate of at least 10%, and there is a bull-to-cow ratio of 25 to 100, then in the year 2020, this season could become a reality. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will continue after these important messages. In the meantime, you could watch YouTube videos of Travis mowing his lawn, or just check out JimandTrav.com. What's the matter with you? This is what I do to feed my family. Outdoor Channel has a wicked side. Run, run, run! This isn't fishing. Hooking it's easy. This is war. Getting in the boat is the hard part. There's gonna be a confrontation. Wicked Tuna, Mondays at 9 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. 
Chardonnay finishing sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Introducing the ultimate midsize utility ATV, the all-new Yamaha Kodiak 450. The Kodiak 450 offers class-leading comfort and proven off-road capability with its durable Ultramatic automatic transmission, on-command four-wheel drive, plus optional electric power steering. Starting at just $59.99, see the new Kodiak 450 today at YamahaMotorsports.com. MSRP subject to change. ATVs are recommended for use only by riders age 16 and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate this is the revolution with jim and trev early season elk is the topic of discussion this week now let's get back to tim tim lesser from loophole yes sir tim lesser from loophole brought to you by high mountain seasonings visit them at himtnjerky.com part two starts now Hey, we're back. If you are just joining us, you're going to believe this. You missed a very great interview with old Tim Lesser. He is the Vice President of Product Development for Leupold, and he told us some great things. So go to our website, jimandtrav.com, and be able to hear that first part of the interview because it is worth listening to. Hey, welcome back, Tim. Thanks. Good to be back. Yeah. Now, you are the Vice President of Product Development there at Leupold, uh, and now I want to sell all of my wife's shoes and just yeah. go buy everything Leupold. <laughs> She has um, flip-flops. You know, yeah, that's pretty much all she wears. They're camo, though. They're kind of cool. All right, so we've talked about binoculars. we talked about scopes. Let's discuss rangefinders because I think that is where a lot of people are kind of deceived where you're from West Texas, you're from here in Kansas, you're from out there in Oregon. When you get in the Rocky Mountains, man, uh, and you're looking across this canyon, you think, oh, that's got to be two, 300 yards. In all actuality, it's like five or 600 yards. A good rangefinder is, if you want to make Invaluable. a clean, ethical shot, that's right, you have to have one. Would you agree? I would. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. You, once you have a rangefinder, you can kind of calibrate your eye, right? So you, you can use it to figure out about how far things are away. But, you know, I did this uh, a lot. I, I was I guided some hunters and, and did that for, you know, a little over a decade. As soon as the light changes, you know, first thing in the morning when it's low light, all of that, all of that kind of goes out the window. When I thought I had it nailed, I'd still be off by 200 yards. So yeah, I, I, I haven't found a way to get away from using a rangefinder unless I just make sure it's 200 yards and less. Yeah. And what rangefinders do you have? You could kind of walk us through, uh, that would benefit us. Sure. So we, we kind of have a, a three pronged approach. And so what we do is the number that you hear in the rangefinder name is, is that indicates how far it will range on a, on a really good solid target. So like a rock face or, or something like that. And so we have an, an RX 1300, uh, and that's kind of where you, where you start out. And those, it's, it's going to range 1300 yards for you. Holy uh, cow, really? Do everything you need. It, it has a display in it that's like a liquid crystal. So, you know, on, on watches, on, on digital watches, some of them have the black numbers that you see. Yeah. That's what you'll have in the display of the 1300 rangefinder. Um, those are great in, in brighter light. They're, uh, they, they work really well in all conditions, but the, that black display sometimes cuts out a little bit of the light. It's less expensive to manufacture, helps keep costs down. But as you move your way up to the, the RX 1600, uh, it ranges a little farther, but you get a bright red OLED display. 
and those allow more of the light to come through. Uh, those are better in low light situations, a little tougher to read in a bright situation. And then at the top of the line, we have a, an RX 2800, and that's great for, uh, you know, really getting out there and seeing how far away things are. We use them for long-range shooting competitions, but the number one question I get is, well, why do I need to range that far? I'm never going to shoot that far. Well, out west, sometimes once you find those elk, you're up on the hill, you've let your binoculars do the walking for you, and you find a herd of elk and you watch them bed down somewhere, you want to figure out if you can get close enough to shoot. Oh, yeah. And if you're back a ways, you can range the elk and say, okay, those elk are, you know, now they're they're 2,000 yards away, but that rock pile and that little finger of timber that comes out at the bottom of the clear cut is within 200 yards of them. So if I can get to that, I can slide up to the edge and I'll be in distance to make a shot. And that's that's really where where having a long range rangefinder can be a big help. Yeah. Now, we have had in the past where we've knocked down an animal, it's right at dusk. Okay, by the time we get to the area, we can't find it. What do you have that will help us find that uh, that game? Well, of course, there's always flashlights, but I think we've bumped into that before. Anybody that's done this searching at night, what happens is as you turn with a flashlight, all the shadows swing, and you see movement everywhere, and and it gets tough. Well, we have some thermal imaging products that are designed specifically for what you're talking about, and the idea being that they'll see the heat off the elk or the deer or the bear or whatever it is, um, and it'll it'll help guide you right to it. So there's no more of this waiting until you know the next morning to go follow up and and potentially losing the meat. And, and all those things, the, the the LTO Tracker and the LTO Quest, those are loophole thermal optics, uh, they really help because you can get your flashlight out so that you're not stumbling over things. But because those see heat, they uh, they they lead you right in, and it's a it's a remarkable tool that really that really helps a lot for evening hunts. Dude, I gotta say, I actually have the LTO Quest. And it was late season last year, and I shot this doe, and I called Jimbo up. And I know the operating range, it says something like negative four, but it was like negative 15 out, and the wind chill was like 25 below. I mean, it was stinking cold. And I shot this nice doe, and she ran out in this uh, uh, cornfield, dropped. And, you, you know, when you're out in that that stubble, it is so hard to see anything, and they blend in so well. Got the LTO Quest out, man, and we found her within like four minutes uh, it's absolutely amazing how flawlessly it performed. Good. I'm glad that it worked for you. That was, you know, one of the things that happened, my, my daughter's very first deer, uh, we were, we went down to Alabama. We were going to make a whole trip out of it. And, uh, it, we spent an hour looking for it. It was a good solid hit, but you get into some of those hardwoods and it's after dark, you know, it can be difficult. And after watching the look on her face while she thought she had done something wrong, in the shot placement, I, we just decided we have to do something different about this. And uh, she had shot it perfectly. It had run just a little ways, but it just it, it was hard to find. You know, we've all been there. Oh, yeah. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Tim Lesser. He's the vice president of product development for Lupo. Told us about a lot of great products we can use for our early elk hunting. That's right. Now, Mr. Tim, hate to say it, we do have to get to a break, man. Uh, but to learn more about you guys, kind of follow you along on your adventures, all of your uh, wonderful products there at Loophole. Where can we go to online to find that, plus your social medias, man? So online, you can just go to www.loophole.com, and then we've got a, a Loophole core group that keeps you updated on social. And, uh, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram, 
Facebook, uh, all the usual channels. You bet. Hey, coming up next, we've got old Kevin Coleman with Weber Grills. That's right. He's going to tell us when we get an elk down how we can grill it and make it taste. Don't have to pack it out. Just eat it there. All right. So this has been brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them online at HIMTNJerky.com. Once again, we just did a fabulous hot doubleheader with Mr. Tim Lesser. He's the vice president of product development there at Loophole. Got to get to a break. Mr. Tim, man, you're so awesome. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It was great. Kevin Coleman, head grill master at Weber. The most important piece that you can do is if you're going to buy steaks, if you're going to the butcher, if you're going to your local grocery store, you want to get the same thickness. That way they're all cooking at the same rate. Here's Mrs. Bunny with an elk factoid. Brought to you by Decked Truck and Van Storage Systems. Visit them at decked.com. Elk factoid. Rocky Mountain elk have the largest antlers of the six subspecies of elk. Elk antlers are the fastest growing bone of any mammal growing as much as one inch per day during the summer with a full set of antlers on a mature bull weighing as much as 40 pounds. The Roosevelt elk is the largest of all subspecies in body size but not antlers. The largest unmanaged herd of Roosevelt elk can be found in Olympic National Park. This has been an exclusive revolution with Jim and Trav interview with Tim Lesser, VP of Product Development for Loophold. For more on their innovative line of products, head to JimandTrav.com. And don't move. The revolution will be right back. The revolution with Jim and Travis back. This week, we're talking early season elk. And here's the man, the grill master. He's Kevin Coleman. Web, 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 web. Now, here's Mr. Kevin Coleman, head grill master at Weber, brought to you by Horizon Firearms, the official rifle of the revolution with Jim and Trav. See them online today at horizonfirearms.com. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. We're talking elk hunting on this week's show. Before the break, we had a two-parter with old Tim Lesser. He's the vice president of product development at Lopo. Right now, who's joining us? Oh, my favorite guy. Kevin Coleman! He is the head grillmaster for Weber! That's so low. Ah, that was great. His cooking <laughs> is much better than my singing. Anyways, once again, Kevin Coleman, he is the head grillmaster for Weber. Kevin, how's it going, man? It's going fantastic, and thanks for having us on again, guys. Yeah. Now, the thing is, we're right in the throes of barbecue season. And, of course, Travis has his out every night. I mean, he loves to cook on it. We must go through a ton of charcoal every year. But, uh, gosh, what he made the other night really knocked your socks off. All right. So, for some newbies starting off, and, and I mean, I doubt that anyone really listens to the show and has never grilled before. If they do, just quit listening. Would you recommend? No, no, no. We, we need them in the pipeline too. Keep, keep listening. All right, what size? What size kettle grill? You know, if we're gonna go charcoal, and we'll get to gas in a second. If we were going strictly charcoal, what size of kettle grill would you recommend? That's that's like asking me which daughter I love the most. I use that a lot, but I mean, there's so many great sizes out there. You're like, well, would you choose this? Would you choose that? I mean, there's a couple things. Twenty two and a half inches of standard kettle. You got a lot of room on there. A lot of space to do a lot of things. I like it. Most people, when they get in a barbecue, they always get to a point where they get, you know, they're they're into it now. They went from beginners to they now now they're the bu- they're the grill master in the backyard. They got that barbecue bug biting them all the time. 
they like to go up to the 26 and three quarter because you get more space. That's yeah. one thing that people look at is they look at now, maybe not two or three years down the line. So 22 is a great standard. Um, I like the 26 also because you got more space on there that you can really do a, a nice indirect heat um, when you're doing your brisket, your ribs, and your pork shoulder. But it's also one of those things that, you know, for the price of the, the, the 26, you could probably get a, a 22 and a half inch kettle and a 18 inch smoker and rock and roll on both. Now, if we step up in the size of our kettle, do we also have to um, increase our briquettes to keep the same amount of heat or not really? Yes, absolutely. Really? So that's 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 a great question. So you're looking at about 40, 40 briquettes on an 18 and a half inch grill. You're looking 50 to 60 on a 22 and a half inch kettle. You're looking somewhere around 75 on a 26 and three quarter. And you're probably looking somewhere around 150 um on the 36 and a half inch ranch kettle. No way. You just back that the is. dump truck up here. <laughs> <laughs> you got a shovel and just start shoveling it in there. That's exactly <laughs> right. Just get the shovel out, start putting it in there by the bucket load. <laughs> All right. So now let, let's talk about gas grills. And I, I get a little choked up when I say that. He's got gas too. Um, yeah. No, if we were going to go with a gas grill, okay, what size would you recommend and what, like your, your Spirit 2, your new ones? Spirit 2 is fantastic. The Genesis 2 is fantastic. It really depends on how much space you have, Yeah. right? So the, the, the Spirit 2 is great because if you don't have a lot of space, you can drop the table down so the footprint isn't as large. Um, it, it has to do a lot with cooking capacity and how much you're actually going to going to utilize it for. So it's one of those things that no matter if it's the Spirit, if it's the Q, if it's the Genesis, if it's, it's the Summit, they're all going to cook relatively the same. So performance-wise, you're not going to change too much. Feature benefit-wise, you're going to change throughout that throughout the line. Um, but most of the time it has to, it, it goes down to the two things, your space and then how much you actually want to spend on the grill. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Kevin Coleman. Of course, he's the head grill master there at Weber Grills. That's right. Now, Mr. Kevin, to learn more about you, the grills we discussed, uh, your briquettes, fine recipes you guys have there at Weber, where can we find you online, man? So the best place to go to is Weber.com. You can go to our blog. You can also find me on Instagram um, and Facebook under Kevin Coleman, Weber Grillmaster. And we're pretty good at getting back to people no matter where we are around the world and just trying to make sure everybody is cooking the right way, is enjoying life, and listening to you guys more so we can keep those backyard emergencies to a minimum. <laughs> That's right. All right. This has been brought to you by uh, Horizon Firearms, the official rifle of the revolution with Jim and Trav. Hop online. Check them out today at horizonfirearms.com. Again, that was Mr. Kevin Coleman, the head grill master there at Weber. Go to Weber.com. Uh, and, and we highly recommend, seriously, you can't go with, you can't go wrong at all with anything um, from Weber. We do have to get to a break. Steve Chappell, though, he's the host of Elk Camp on a Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. He is coming up next. Mr. Kevin, man, you're so awesome. God bless you. Jimbo and I love you, man. Thank you, guys. And anytime you're in the Chicagoland area or we're going to be in Kansas City later on in September for the American Royal, please come hang out. I need to cook with you guys soon, and thank you again for having us on. And now a friendly summertime reminder from the revolution with Jim and Trav. You're never too old to ruin a pool party with a cannonball. <laughs> Stick around. The revolution will return right after this. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized 
as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon, enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This is how we do it. It's real people, real adrenaline. The new app that lets you stream from the world's largest library of exclusive outdoor content. Y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. You can even download. It's adventure to go. That's what I'm talking about. Powered by the leaders. Built on the experience of legends. Start your free trial today. Download the My Outdoor TV app right now. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. Look, I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the It is time to put an end to this. Don't go. Bye-bye. I guess it's time to say goodbye. And we are out of here. The revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. Remember to drop us some feedback and stay in touch with the boys 24-7 at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show on early season elk hunting. We had Laramie Miller on, Tim Lesser, and who else? Oh, Kevin Coleman, Steve Chappell, Mrs. Bunny. This has been fun, guys. This was a great show. Yeah, and hey, we want to thank our 515 affiliate stations for advertising and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Funjour, producer Mark Maneri, and Frank the Sound Guy. And also for following along so religiously on our website, jimtrav.com, and as well on uh, social media. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Bunny, what do you want to say? Last word. Uh, have a great weekend, guys, and be sure you leave us your feedback on the website. Absolutely. Yeah, keep those cards and letters coming, folks. We really enjoy it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, halfway through the show, Jimbo started drinking. <laughs> uh, anyways, no, you know, we want to say get outdoors this Made weekend. Tolerable. Yeah, take some kiddos with you. Just make it a fun-filled afternoon, man. Do some hunting, do some fishing, whatever you can. Just, make some s'mores. Yeah, make some it's s'mores. S'mores? S'mores. I want some uh, more. Make some s'mores and uh, take Jimbo with you. It okay. would be good for him. All right, so we do have to get to a break. Peace out. God bless USA. We rule.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.